2: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is the Locked On Jets Podcast. It's Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. Uh, this is your host, John B. from gangrenenation.com. Great as always to have you with us today as we talk about the New York Jets and the NFL Draft. We are just two days away from the start of the 2019 NFL Draft. We finally made it through the long off season, and we're to the point now where the Jets can add some premium young talent to the roster. And today our guest is one of my favorite guests, uh, one of my favorite uh, guys to have on the show. It's Dave T. Thomas, the great scout. Uh, Dave T., if you are not familiar with him, has been scouting professional football across multiple leagues for decades. Uh, he is a consultant with a number of teams in the NFL. He's just He is one of the most detailed uh, scouts I've ever come across. I mean, the amount of research he does on these players is really remarkable and he's not afraid to give you his opinion and his opinion is not always the consensus view he's not he's not afraid to speak his mind even if he has kind of an unconventional opinion so we love having Dave T on let's jump to my chat with Dave T Thomas as we approach the 2019 NFL draft which begins on Thursday the draft is just a couple of days away, and joining us today to talk about it is the scout, Dave T. Thomas, back on the show. Dave T., thanks again for coming back.
3: Oh, anytime, anytime. I tell you, it's starting to get crazy out there. I know what Santa Claus feels like uh, getting ready for Christmas.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about the Jets. Uh, so what what do you think about this third pick? Do you think that they should keep it? Do you think they should trade back
3: I think right now the whole thing is predicated by the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals have gotten feelers, but they have not gotten any offer for the number one pick. So until somebody puts some cement down there to show people what they're willing to trade to get up into the top five, everybody has feelers. Nobody has offers. You look at San Francisco right now. Let's say that the uh, Cardinals don't go for Murray. Does this now all of a sudden put San Francisco on a clock to say, come on, come all to take Murray? I don't think anyone wants to really trade up for the guy. You look at the system that Arizona has, he's a good fit for the system over there. But other teams that need quarterbacks, if you look at the Giants, if you look at Miami, they're looking for the more pro-style quarterback rather than the new age quarterback. San Francisco, the Jets, uh, uh, Tampa Bay, they're all sitting there willing to trade down because there's so much talent in this draft, especially what they need, which are edge rushers, that they feel that they can move down and still get that quality one. I don't care what the Jets are saying, I believe they like Brian Burns a whole lot more than Josh Allen, but they can't justify going for Brian Burns with the number three pick. So if a team like Miami might pop in and say, you know what, I want to go ahead and get a Haskins or I want to go get a Locke, maybe they'll trade up with them. But I wouldn't hold my breath right now. When if it comes down to not holding my breath and using the pick, I got to see a defensive tackle there more than an edge rusher. All
1: right. So which of the defensive tackles? Will it be Quinn and Williams or will it be Oliver?
3: You know, Quentin Williams is number one on my board. I love that kid. I think he's probably the only guy that I could even put a gold jacket on in this class. However, you look at Leonard Williams and you look at Ed Oliver, I think they would probably be a better complement together because you go back and look at the Rams with Sue and Donald. Donald is known for violent hands, and outside of Ed Oliver, uh, you look at Draymond Jones at Ohio State. I, I think those two guys got the most violent hands in the game today. Ed Oliver's hands are so violent. If he was a sushi chef, he wouldn't even need a Gensu knife to cut the fish off.
1: So let's talk Josh Allen. So you think maybe not Josh
3: Allen at three? Oh, Josh Allen is loved by everybody on the team. Greg Williams loves Josh Allen. But I think what it comes down to is I don't even think Josh Allen is, how could I put it, uh, an edge rusher. To me, he's more of a stand-up guy. But to me, in a stand-up, I need to see him in a 3-4. I don't think he fits a 4-3 scheme. You move him up to the line, it's the same problem that uh, the Rams had and the Giants had with uh, Connor Baldwin. Bobwin is better standing up. Look at Robert Quinn. He's better standing up. I'd much rather have Allen standing up than having him standing over there going up against the OTs on every shot. Brian Burns is a different story because Brian Burns, I could take him and I could make him an outside linebacker. Getting Brian Burns, though, I would have to look at moving down anywhere into the mid-first round, maybe even possibly in the 20s and still find him on the board. The wild card of all of this is if they trade down and end up picking up a number, uh, uh, an extra pick, it's likely going to be a two and a three coming along. So it, it's the matter if you want quantity or quality. But right now I say if they stay where they are, John, they got to go DT.
1: And we're assuming Bosa goes off the board in the top two. If he, If he's you know, there at three or the Jets taking him.
3: You know, he fits the Greg Williams system. He fits San Francisco's system. But the same thing, too, is he's a base defensive end. So a team that's using a 3-4 might not look at a Bosa. So if Bosa's there, obviously, they would go for him. You know, the pass rush over to DT. But similar to like on the offensive line where I think you draft a great center and build your line out, if I'm looking at my defensive line, I need two quality defensive tackles. John, if you look last year, there were only five decent run-stuffing teams, and all five of those teams ended up going deep into the playoffs. The whole thing is coming down to is that with a running back by committee, we're not seeing the scat backs out there anymore. It's usually running in between the tackles. If you're able to contain the other person's run, what do you do? You then start opening up their passing game. When you open up the passing game and you're going with those multiple secondary guys, sooner or later, you're going to get a pick.
4: Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
1: Let's talk about who some of the guys, you mentioned a few of them a little earlier, but if the Jets trade down, and obviously it depends on how far they trade down, who are some of the guys you have your eye on?
3: Oh, Brian Burns. As matter of fact, I, I, I would assume that they like Burns better than what Allen could bring to the field. They're just a little concerned about going for him in top 10. Obviously, you want to get good value for everything. One guy that I think is going to be a wild card if they trade down even further. Here's my question. All of a sudden, it comes out, okay, uh, teams are pulling Montez' sweat off of their draft board. You'd think they would do this back in March. You'd think they would do this back in early April. But here's the doctors saying, we don't need to go and bring him in for a recheck. We know everything that's the matter with the heart. We feel he could play with no problem. All of a sudden, you're getting what I call, uh, how can I put it, the smoke screen out there? And now it's looking like, oh, he's going to drop probably out of round one. He is not going to drop out of round one. Go look at Jeffrey Simmons. Everyone's saying, oh, well, if you draft him in round one, it's a wasted pick because he's not going to be playing till 2020. Oh, give me a break. Six weeks after surgery, he's out there running. I'd say it the worst. Simmons is looking at a six week pup list. To be honest, Richard, I take Simmons over Oliver. I take Simmons over Quentin Williams if Simmons is fully healthy.
1: We're here with the great scout, Dave T. Thomas, talking about the 2019 NFL draft, which uh, begins in just a few days. So, Dave T., you mentioned something a little earlier about the center position, your view that you build a great line from the inside out. Jets have a big need at center. We'll assume, let's assume they don't, they're not taking a guy in the first round. They have two third round picks. Uh, Do you see anybody in the third round range you think could be a good fit for the Jets?
3: How's about day three because they were one of the four teams that went out to work this kid out after I sent out a report on him. He's a left guard with Indiana who also has probably the quickest hands you would ever see. Teams have come in and work him out at center. His name is Wes Martin. How the hell he never got to the combine considering he was from Indiana, I'll never know. His four-year grading process, he's the number two pass-protecting offensive guard in this draft teams are looking at him as center because of his snapping ability get this 61 reps when the teams came in 61 reps he runs a 5.12 at 322 pounds i say that right now if i'm a team it's first day second day those are the guys i draft for need i come up in day three there's going to be so much talent over there to build up rosters i'm a little bit more concerned about the how could i call it the guys that don't get drafted though john We got 55 guys from the AAF that have already signed NFL contracts. That's 55 positions that are not going to be available on those 90-man rosters. I think that an agent right now should be smart and look for a team to place this guy with the best chance of making rather than sitting out there trying to play Monty Hall and getting the best uh, signing bonus for the kid.
1: Makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, So Dave T, who are some of the wide receivers you get a little deeper into the draft that you have your eye on? I know a lot of people think this is a very deep year at that position.
3: Two guys. And I am telling you, you know, I would play him in the slot, even though he's five foot 11, but I love Paris in the morning, the afternoon, the evening. And let me tell you why here's a kid with four, three, one speed impressive. I like speed at the position. However, 1,008 yards last year, 818 of those yards was after the catch. He caught 82% of the targeted passes thrown to him in the last two years. How could you sit back and not look at those numbers and say this guy is not a big play specialist? I'm not putting Odell Beckham type of tag on him, but this guy could be so highly productive at the slot position. You look at the big guys that are coming out. The kid that uh, was over here with me over at Arizona State, Nikhil Harris. This is a quality talent that I put in a Kenny Galladay type of mode. What we're going to have on this draft is we're probably going to only have a kid who touts himself as Hollywood going in the first round among the wide receivers. Day two opens, we are going to have boom, 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 wide receivers off the board. Boom, 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 boom. There go the safeties. Round two is where we're going to have the offensive line the safeties and the wide receivers dominating the draft as much as the pass rushers are going to dominate the early portion of round one.
0: Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. How about the tight ends? Which guys do you like?
3: You know, honestly, if I can't get my hands on TJ Hawkinson, who's the next coming of Bavaro, I'm going out there and I'm taking Dawson Knox because Dawson Knox to me is probably the wild card of all of the tight ends. This is a kid that was on a team with a lodge, with a A. A.J. Brown, with a Metcalf. Obviously, when you're the fourth option, you don't get the ball thrown to you that much with those three big boys running down the field every time. Here's a guy that I'm looking at if uh, uh, Dallas or the Jets could bring in If he ends up with the pokes, Witten is only a one and done because this kid will be starting by year two. If I go later on in the draft, if I head into day three, that kid out at San Jose State, Josh Oliver is a great one. The other kid up at San Jose State, uh, the, the water polo player, Warren. There's one kid that's probably not even going to be drafted. If he was in this, if he was not hurt this year, probably would have been a second round draft pick everybody forgot about. His name is Newville, N E U V I L L E, up at Wisconsin. However, if you want a killer blocker, go down over here to uh, Georgia with Isaac Nawada. There's a lot of talent at the tight end this year. The problem is getting used to what you want. Do you want a hybrid? Do you want the classic or do you want the flex? I think the the uh, what they're looking at right now the uh, the Jets Dawson Knox fits their mold.
1: And Knox, you, you, what do you think of his blocking?
3: Oh, I, I think outside of Hawkinson, he's the best blocker in the draft.
1: Yeah, and the reason that, the only reason I asked is I remember watching him. There was this one game against Arkansas where I think he pan. I watched two straight plays where he pancaked the defensive lineman. So that that's the thing that like stuck out in my head about him.
3: Well, the thing, too, you go back and look at that Arkansas game, look at their center guard down there, the Great Dane. Uh can't pronounce his first name. For a this is another guy that I look at will be ideal on the Jets' def- uh, on the Jets' offensive line during the end of day two.
1: Now, Dave T., you always have a lot of great prospects uh, for us to keep an eye on late in the draft, so I'll ask you, just give us a couple names right here. Who are some day three picks that Jets fans should keep in the back of their head?
3: Wes and obviously. I mean, the play on him recently in the last couple of weeks, you love that. I love the Cinderella types. If I'm going out there and I have a Le'Veon Bell as my main feature back, I want a scat back runner. I want a guy that could come in and handle Andre Roberts' role. Go down to Maryland. They got a kid down there named Ty Johnson, six feet tall, 211, runs 434 on pro day. This kid has averaged 39.51 yards per touchdown run, guys. 17 touchdown runs on that thing. I think I could have myself another Camaro out there on the football field. Uh, I'm looking on the other side of the ball. Let's say I need myself a quality nose tackle and I don't have any more draft picks left. This kid was rated the fourth best defensive tackle going in, ended up bang, uh, tearing up his shoulder up at Wisconsin, Olive Sacapolo. This is a guy that's now starting to get a lot of work. You see, the guys that missed on pro day now all of a sudden are healthy. They got a lot of attention in the last couple of days.
1: All right Dave T what do you think the Jets need to have need to do for the for this to be a successful draft for them are there any things that you, you say the Jets have to do this
3: Oh, they have to get themselves another interior offensive lineman. I'm not a fan of their tackles either. There's a lot of good tackles out there. If I come up in round two and uh, Dalton Reisner is sitting there, I got a wild card. I could play anywhere across my offensive line. They certainly need to bring in a big wide receiver. The best thing for Sam is to have himself a good clutch tight end and a big boy that could go out there and stiff on people. You look at the Harry, you look at the Hakeem Butlers. These are guys that I like in round two for the Jets. I come up in round three. I got to find myself some interior offensive linemen. Uh, Nate Davis from Charlotte really impresses me. That kid Yuli Odo from uh, Elon College. This is a guy in day three I would bring in to sort of give a push over there to Mr. Snell over at the right tackle position.
1: All right, Dave T., any final thoughts that Jets fans need to know before we get into the 2019 NFL draft?
3: Yeah, go out, get yourself a brown bag right now because if things go crazy with the first pick, you might end up hyperventilating, so I'll give you some breathing exercises to do.
1: (laughs) All right, Dave T., always great having you on. Thanks so much for stopping by. That's all for our show today. Once again, a big thank you to Dave T. Thomas for stopping by. Dave T.'s insight is always appreciated, and I will tell you this time of year, Anybody who focuses on the draft has a very busy schedule, so it's really nice of them to stop by. I certainly do appreciate it. And as always, I thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the Lockdown Jets podcast. It is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you do like this show, uh, give it a good review on iTunes. We certainly appreciate it. And take care, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow when we will be one day away from the start of the 2019 NFL draft.